0: Book Two, Chapters Sixteen through Eighteen of The Consoling Thoughts of Saint Francis de Sales by Jean Joseph Huguet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book Two, Consoling Thoughts on Trials of an Interior Life, Infirmities of Soul and Body. Chapter Sixteen, Temptations of Blasphemy and Infidelity. You cannot, and you should not believe, that temptations of blasphemy and infidelity come from God, and whoever taught you that God was their author? It were all right if you spoke of darkness, all right of dereliction and deprivation of strength, all right of diarrhea in the spiritual stomach, all right of bitterness in the interior mouth which makes the sweetest wine of this world taste bitter. But of suggestions of blasphemy and infidelity, ah no, they cannot come from our good God. His bosom is too pure for such conceptions. Do you know how God acts in this case? He permits the wicked blacksmith who turns out such articles of workmanship to come and offer them to us for sale, in order that by our contempt for those miserable wares, we may testify our affection for divine things. Thus he acted with Job, with St. Anthony, with St. Catherine of Siena, with many good souls whom I have known, and with my own soul, which is worthless, and which I have not known. Well, then, is there any need to be vexed? Let him cool himself. And do you keep every avenue barricaded? He will depart at length or if not, God will compel him to raise the siege. Remember what I think I told you before. It is a very good sign that he makes so much noise and disturbance outside the will, for it shows he is not inside. And courage. So long as we can say with resolution, though without consolation, live Jesus, there is nothing to fear. Do not tell me that you seem to say it like a coward, without strength or courage, and only by doing violence to yourself. O God, this is that holy violence which bears away the kingdom of heaven. Your apprehensions may show that the outworks have been taken, that the enemy has captured the entire fortress, but still the citadel remains impregnable and can only fall with its defender. This defender is our free will, which, naked before God, resides in the highest and most spiritual portion of the soul, without any other support than God and itself. When every other faculty of the soul is disturbed by the enemy, it alone remains perfect master of itself, to yield or not to yield. But, you see, souls are afflicted, because the enemy, holding possession of all the other faculties, raises in them a frightful tumult and uproar. Scarcely can we understand what is said, scarcely can the superior will make one movement. Its voice is clearer, softer, finer than that of the inferior will, but the harsh, rough tones of the latter drown the former. Chapter 17 Manner of Behaving in the Temptations of Self-Love Love of ourselves, esteem of ourselves, false freedom of spirit, are roots which cannot be easily plucked out of the human heart, but we can prevent their bearing any fruits, which are sins. As for their starts or buddings, we cannot prevent them altogether, so long as we are in this life though we can moderate their dimensions by the practice of contrary virtues especially by the love of god we must then have patience and little by little retrench our evil habits overcome our inclinations and subdue our aversions for in a word my dearest daughter this life is a continual warfare and who is he that can say i am not attacked Repose is reserved for heaven, where the palm of victory awaits us. On earth we must always struggle between fear and hope, with the condition that hope shall ever be the stronger, in consideration of the omnipotence of him who helps us. Self-love never dies, but when we die, it has a thousand means of concealment in our soul, so that we cannot dislodge it. It is the eldest born of the soul. It is natural to us. It heads a battalion of rifles with dreadful mutinies, stratagems, passions. Nothing can be more adroit. It has a thousand quick evolutions. We must always expect either its open attacks or its secret influences. So long as we are in this land of exile, it suffices that we do not yield to it with a full steady deliberate consent the virtue of holy indifference is so excellent that our old man or human nature according to its natural faculties was not capable of it not even in our lord who as a child of adam though exempt from sin and all its appurtenances was not according to his natural faculties indifferent to events BUT DESIRED NOT TO DIE ON THE CROSS, PERFECT INDIFFERENCE BEING RESERVED TO THE SUPREME PORTION OF THE SOUL, TO THE FACULTIES GLOWING WITH GRACE, TO THE NEW MAN. LITTLE SURPRISES OF PASSION ARE UNAVOIDABLE IN THIS MORTAL LIFE, ON WHICH ACCOUNT THE GREAT APOSTLE CRIES TO HEAVEN, ALAS, POOR WRETCH THAT I AM, I FEEL TWO DIFFERENT MEN WITHIN ME, THE OLD AND THE NEW two laws the law of the senses and the law of the spirit two operations that of nature and that of grace who will deliver me from this body of death this is the reason why we have not that consolation we ought to have when we see good done for what we do not see in ourselves is not so sweet or agreeable to us as what we see there because we love ourselves too tenderly and delicately self-love makes us desire to do such and such a thing for our own choice but we would not desire to do it if of another's choice or from obedience on the other hand if we possess the perfection of the love of god we would far prefer to do what is commanded because it proceeds more from the love of god and less from ourselves your way is very good and there is nothing to be said against it unless that considering the length of your steps you go rather fast and run the risk of falling you make too many reflections on those sallies of your self-love which are indeed frequent but not dangerous so long as without being wearied at their importunity or astonished at their multiplicity YOU QUIETLY SAY ONE LITTLE NO. WALK IN SIMPLICITY. DESIRE NOT SO MUCH REPOSE OF MIND, AND YOU SHALL FIND MORE. WHY DO YOU PUT YOURSELF IN PAIN? GOD IS GOOD. HE KNOWS WELL WHAT YOU ARE. YOUR INCLINATIONS CANNOT INJURE YOU, BAD AS THEY ARE since they are left in you only to exercise your superior will in effecting a more advantageous union with the will of god keep your eyes raised on high my dearest daughter by a perfect confidence in the goodness of god be not too busy about him for he told martha that he did not wish it he would prefer us not to be so anxious even to do good Do not examine your soul and its progress so closely. You should not wish to be so perfect, but with good faith pass your life in those exercises and employments which await you from time to time. Be not solicitous for the morrow. God, who has guided you until the present day, will guide you to the end. Rely peacefully, with a holy and loving confidence, on the sweet arrangements of divine providence. It is folly to be astonished at finding self-love within us, for it never leaves us. It sleeps sometimes like a fox, then suddenly awakes. We must therefore with constancy watch it, and with patience defend ourselves. If it sometimes wounds us, we are healed by retracting what it has made us say, and disowning what it has made us do. The sallies of self-love should be neglected. By disowning them two or three times a day, we are set free. It is not necessary to drive them out by the neck, it suffices to say one little no. Let us then remain in peace. When we happen to offend against the laws of indifference in things indifferent, carried away by some sudden fit of self-love or of the passions, let us as soon as possible lay our heart before God. Let us say to him in a spirit of confidence and humility, Mercy, Lord, for I am weak. Let us then arise in peace and tranquility and renew the thread of our indifference to continue our work. There is no need to tear the cords or to throw away the lute because we have perceived a little discord. We must listen to find out whence the discord arises and tighten or slacken the strings as the art requires. The inclinations of pride, of vanity, of self love are blended with our life and, whether sensibly or insensibly, introduce their sentiments into almost all our actions, but still they are not the motives of our actions. St. Bernard one day, feeling that they attacked him while he preached, said, Depart from me, Satan. It was not for you I began, and it is not for you I will finish. One single thing I have to say to you regarding what you wrote to me, that you nourish pride by affectation in your discourse and in your correspondence in language indeed affectation sometimes glides in so insensibly that we do not perceive it but if we chance to take notice of it we should immediately change the style in letters it is much more insupportable for we better see what we are doing and if we find any notable affectation we must punish the hand that wrote it by obliging it to write another letter after some other fashion i doubt not but that amid so many turns and windings of the heart a few venial faults may creep in but as they are not serious they will not deprive us of the fruit of our resolutions they will only keep away the pleasure that would arise from steering clear of all failure if the state of this life permitted such a thing moreover be just neither accuse nor excuse your poor soul until after mature consideration for fear that if you excuse it without reason you may render it insolent and if you accuse it without grounds you may render it pusillanimous. Walk with simplicity, and you will walk with confidence. That multitude of thoughts bustling around your mind should on no account be attacked, for when would you succeed in destroying them one after another? It is only necessary from time to time, I mean many times a day, to deny them entrance altogether, to shut them out in a body, and then to let them play as many freaks at the door of your heart as they choose. Provided they do not enter, it is little matter. Remain in peace, and be not troubled, for God is on your side. Chapter 18. The Just Man Falls and Rises Without Perceiving It It is not said in that passage of Scripture which is so frequently quoted, that the just man sees or perceives himself falling seven times a day but that he falls seven times a day so he rises often without perceiving that he rises wherefore you are not to be in pain yet you can mention if you choose anything you may have remarked committing it to the sweet mercy of him who places his hand under those who fall without malice that they may not be hurt and raises them again so quickly and so gently that they neither perceive they have fallen, because he received them, nor that they are lifted up, because he assists them so suddenly that they have not time to think of it. Do as little children do. While they see their mother holding them by the sleeve, they walk courageously, run about everywhere, and are not the least surprised at the trips and stoppages they sometimes meet with through the weakness of their limbs thus while you perceive god holding you by the good will and resolution he has given you to serve him walk courageously and be not astonished at the jolts you get now and again there is no cause to be grumbling about them but at intervals cast yourself into his arms and give him the kiss of charity go joyfully with an open heart if you cannot always go as joyfully as you would wish at least go always confidently our lord acts towards us just in the same manner as a good mother who allows her child to walk alone on a soft meadow where the grass is thick or on a mossy bank because she knows that if it falls it will not be hurt but on the rough dangerous road she carries it carefully in her arms WE HAVE OFTEN SEEN SOULS WHO ENDURED MANFULLY THE GREATEST ASSAULTS WITHOUT BEING OVERCOME, YET FELL A LITTLE AFTER BEFORE A MERE SHADOW. AND WHY WAS IT SO? UNLESS BECAUSE OUR LORD, KNOWING THAT THEY WOULD NOT BE MUCH THE WORSE OF IT, ALLOWED THEM TO WALK ALONE IN AN EASY PLACE, WHICH HE WOULD NOT DO ALONG THE PERILOUS PRECIPICES OF GREAT TEMPTATIONS where the hand of his omnipotence would be indispensably necessary. End of Book Two, Chapter Eighteen